0: This is the Resilient and Resource Podcast. Today I chat with Erica who remembers resenting how often she was told that she was resilient, especially when what she really wanted was just a little bit of help. I think we can all relate to that through these many pandemic months that the word resilient is getting tired and losing its shine. As a fellow writer and lover of words, I love how Erica sees writing as a resource for her and for others. Her view of stories and their power to connect us to ourselves and to each other is a fresh take that I've been thinking about ever since our conversation. Tune in to find out how Erica was able to shift from a pushing through mindset to trusting herself and asking for support from others. So today I'm chatting with Erica and we're going to hear her story, uh, her views on what it means to be resilient and maybe accessing resources throughout her life. So welcome here, Erica.
1: Thanks so much, Jeanette. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you here. And I'm excited to hear um, your story. So let's just dive right into what is your view of resilience? So this could be, you know, from as far back as um, childhood or it could be something more recently that you've been discovering and learning. So just tell me a little bit about what you see as resilience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I spent a little bit of time this morning really trying to think of resilience. It's definitely a term that I've heard a lot through my life. Um, I've been told by numerous people it's been this, like, um, constant, um, oh, you're such a resilient person. You're so resilient. Um, so I've heard it a lot. Um, however, I have to say I I always hated it. Um I hated being told I was resilient. Um, I actually was trying to find, actually, I'd written something about resiliency about, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, and something along the lines of, you may think I'm resilient, but I'm not bulletproof, along those lines. Um, And I remember thinking that I wanted, you know, as much as I guess it was a compliment to be told I was resilient, that part of it was a facade, um, and I was looking very resilient on the outside, but on the inside, I was crumbling, and I really just, I didn't want to be told I was resilient, I wanted someone to help me, um, and I wasn't being offered any assistance, I was it, I was just being told I was really resilient, um, so... Yeah, for the longest time, I really resented that. Um, I don't anymore because I can see it. And I don't, I I, I think I'm coming at it from a different place um, in that I I don't think, not that I don't need anyone's help, but I am more confident in where I'm at right now. Um, And I can see that as more as a compliment. But at the time, I just, I really needed help more so than these compliments of, resiliency.
0: So that's a really interesting perspective about um, being the strong one, always told you're strong, but not feeling that. So what was that like, though, uh, when you went to ask for support? Did you feel because you were the strong one that you couldn't ask for help or support?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I would have always told people that asking for help is a brave thing to do. I was, you know, strong uh, mental health uh, advocate. But when it came to my own mental health and my own challenges I resisted it Um, I definitely felt like I shouldn't be asking for help Um, and I think in a way it was like well I'm so strong so why should I ask for help Um, and it was a really it was all about pushing myself through these situations um, and being as strong as I could so that I could um, because I'm like okay I'm strong I can do it I can push through I wanted help, but yeah, you're, I, I definitely, I wasn't asking for it at all. Um, and I think that's a bit what, what shifted for me, um, was learning that it was okay to ask for help.
0: So when did that shift happen? Like what, what maybe experiences in your life or things that happened that, uh, brought you to the point where you could ask for help?
1: Uh, so basically, um, I, my body collapsed on me. <laughs> it was, um, And it's ironically, um, it happened at a time where I thought things were going really well um, for me. And I mean, I was in a really awful um, work situation at the time. Um, But otherwise, you know, um, you know, and there were some challenges But for the most part, I'd gotten through what I thought was, like, the hardest part of my life. Um, And then then all of a sudden, my body just completely crumbled. Um, I was in constant pain. I, um, like, it was, like, physical pain. Like, my, like, neck and back and shoulder issues. My arms were going numb. My, um, I was on, like, this heavy dose of medication. Um, I was feeling um, constant, just, uh, the only way I could describe it was like a buzzing, like this vibration through my body all the time. Um, and at that point I just physically could not go through anymore. And I started by reaching out to my family doctor, um, who thankfully was amazing. Um, she's absolutely incredible. And she saw me weekly, um, for months and then bi-weekly and then once a month and but this went on for about a year of uh, these consistent meetings with her appointments little check-ins um, so and I'm so grateful that she was able to provide that for me
0: right so so as along with your family doctor were there other resources that you accessed during that time during that year
1: yeah. Um, so professionally, I uh, definitely would sought out other assistants. Um, so I saw a counselor, I saw osteopath, chiropractor, massage therapy, um, a physiotherapist, you name it. I think I saw them, natural path. Um, I was doing breathing um, therapy for a while, um, and I did neurofeedback um, as well. So. I kind of went from the extreme of not getting, you know, seeing anybody to all of a sudden seeing absolutely everyone, um, because I hated how I was feeling, um, and I think the kicker for me, um, was suddenly someone, I, told me that what I was feeling wasn't normal, and I actually thought everyone felt that way, um, I was like, well, everyone, like, this is just normal. And I'm, I'm just, I can't handle it. <clears throat> so there's something wrong with me. Um, and it was in a conversation of like, no, like no, this is not normal. Not everyone feels this way all the time. Um, so then knowing that I, I, I did not, I didn't want to feel it anymore. Um, I started really seeking out that help. Um, and it started professionally, for sure. Um, but then it, I was able to branch out. Um, to friends and uh, other non-professional resources.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. What happened then um, after that year of pain and getting all the professional help and then reaching out to other people, um, where does that leave you now uh, as far as resilience and then seeking supports throughout your life?
1: So definitely at this point, I'm finding the resilience really is... um, coming from deep within myself um that it i went from really needing the the support of other people um to to access that um and now i'm I'm able to access it internally um a lot more than i ever was before um to say i mean i think what happened is like uh, it was almost after the year of professional help and all that that i really made some big changes in my life. Um, I, um, left my job. Um, I, um, ended a relationship and, you know, and some of the things weren't necessarily awful. They just weren't working for me. Um, and I had to acknowledge that, that it wasn't, that this isn't working for me. Um, and I need other ways, um, other things in my life to help me. So, that's um, so the, I made all these changes. Um, I launched my business um, as a way to really focus in on myself and to be true to what I wanted um, and what was important to me. Um, spending that time to do things just for me was huge um, and something that I never really ever maybe as since a teenager um, ever did. so, um that felt really good um and then I wrote a book about it (laughs) and published that oh I'd love to
0: hear about this tell me tell me about your book yeah
1: so I um writing has always been a way for me um to to manage so it's definitely one of my coping strategies and I have always wrote and it's funny I recently looked back at my life (laughs) and as one does at times right (laughs) we look back and I was like you know, thinking of some of the happiest times of my life, the most challenging times of my life. And I could actually pinpoint um, my most unhappy times of my life as times when I was not writing or creating in any way. Um, There is about a decade in there of my life and I had stopped all of my creating and definitely was was unhappy and it's I don't know what came first right chicken or the egg did I stop creating because I was unhappy did I was I unhappy because I stopped creating but regardless it was very unhappy and so um I know that writing um is how I um process how I'm feeling um and it's a great way for me to release stress so writing my story um And what had happened to me I did that for myself I actually just sat down one day um sat outside in my backyard and wrote a story about how I was feeling um and it it was kind of in a way that I was never able to explain it because no one could see that there was anything wrong with me I looked fine on the outside um and for that whole year like I would you know be at work and and try to explain that I'm really not well um and needed some accommodations and I was being told well you look fine um there's nothing you you seem okay and it was like okay but (laughs) I'm not um and not being able to really explain what was happening to me um so ultimately and I don't um it was anxiety uh, which is what I was officially diagnosed with um was uh uh, the anxiety disorder, which was causing so much physical distress um, that it was completely interrupting my life. And so I felt it through my body, and it was something that was new to me um, the idea that uh, anxiety or any sort of mental health could be that physical. I resisted the diagnosis for a very long time, um, but eventually was like okay let's let's see let's let's pretend it is anxiety and make some accommodations and sure enough um that's what it was so I wrote about that experience um about having this feeling inside of me that nobody else could see or hear or feel except for me and just kind of how lonely that is and scary it is um and then gradually um being able to be at peace with it and come to terms with what was happening and eventually other people would were realize, in my life were realizing like oh, okay yeah I can see that I see where this is and and the relief inside when someone else says I get it um yeah that part is huge so that's um basically what this story is and then I published it because I wanted other people who were experiencing it to know that they weren't alone in it um, because I found so much relief in someone telling me that they got it that I wanted to do that for other people.
0: So what's the name of the book?
1: Uh, It's called Pixie and the Bees.
0: Okay, so listeners can look that up.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's... um, you can order it through any bookstore um, at all, and it's all on my website as well. Some local stores as well will carry it.
0: So tell me a little bit more about your business. You were telling me how writing is a process for you, and you started this business about stories. So tell me a little bit about uh, how that came about.
1: Yeah, so um, I launched Open Sky Stories um, as a way for me It started, I would say, I called it a bit of a passion project um, that I just wanted something from me. Stories were always really important to me. Words have always been really important to me. I actually majored in linguistics um, years ago, (laughs) just not really been anything that I've used in my (laughs) life otherwise, but um, words have always had that importance and meaning to me. Um, So I launched it and I wasn't entirely sure like it's definitely evolved along the way but i wanted a way to share some inspiration for people um and share ways that i have used writing um to help me in my everyday life so it has evolved a little bit from there i've it it's become more of a community i think than a business um and i love that i love the fact that um I do feel a huge sense of community um especially in my instagram platform there's friendships that i've actually like true friendships that i've made um and collaboration projects uh that are being done and so it's all about stories and just the importance of having you know talking about your story and whether or not you share it with the world um or you just write it down it's i think it's equally as powerful um just by writing your story or writing how you feel on a piece of paper makes it real it suddenly stops floating around in your head um as this like I. Uh, um it, it uh, i'm trying to think of the word like it's just like floating there in your mind without having real substance um and then as soon as i put it down on paper then it's, a, it's real, it's living, um, that my experience is true all of a sudden, because I can see it, um, it makes it more tangible. Um, so that's why I write, and those are some of the things that I um, that I talk about in, on, on Open Sky Stories and the platform that I have.
0: And are you finding that other people who are in the community and joining the platform are finding the same um, benefits, I guess is the word, uh, by using writing in their own life to express themselves, to like, to make their feelings more concrete, that kind of thing you're talking about, putting it down on paper. Are you getting feedback?
1: Yeah. I am. Yeah, it's great. Um, some people who are, um, as part of the community, they've, this isn't new to them. This is something that they've been doing. Um, but it's nice to have like, yeah, right. Me too. That feels so good. Um, so, other people who have already been you know using writing as a way to um, to process their their day and their thoughts uh, are on the community. And then there's other people who are brand new to writing that it's not something that is what they would typically do. Um, but they're finding they're reaching out to me and telling me that they're finding some inspiration with that. Um, I also have offered a couple write club stories um, where I guide people through a process of using words as a way to um, to process and to just you know really really look at your relationship with writing in a different way Um, yeah I think initially I kind of when I thought about um, open sky stories I was I didn't want it to be a like writers um, a place to for writing advice because I just didn't think that's I mean there's a lot of places you can go if you want writing advice if you want to learn about how to write a novel how to um, get published you know writing tips things like that that's not what I that's not what I wanted to do mine is focused on connection um, through writing
0: yeah, that's lovely. I really, really like that. The idea of a community to make connections instead of, yeah, giving advice or a business, yeah. that kind of thing. That's great. Yeah. Um, earlier, you talked about your view of resilience changing. So, you know, hating it when you were young because everyone was telling you but that you were, but you weren't feeling it. And then you said now it's deep down. You find it deep down. So I wonder if you could share something that you really love about yourself like because there is clearly you've made a connection to yourself and aware you have this awareness now of your own body and the wisdom of your body telling you what's going on so what is something that you really love about yourself
1: that's a good one um so what i and i think a while ago that would have been really hard in that um i don't know if i really did love a lot about myself and now I'm like oh I can only pick one
0: (laughs) so much things so many things (laughs) oh that's beautiful I love that (laughs) we could all be there if only we could all be there
1: (laughs) but I, I think that um one of the big things is my um my faith um that things are gonna be okay um and it's not in a um, look on the bright side of things kind of way, because I hate that. Um, but I really do have this deep faith that things are going to be okay. And even through terrible times, um, I think that I have a way of finding these little sparks of joy that happen within them. Um, part of it comes from a deep, a dark sense of humor. Um <laughs> <laughs> that I have to be really careful about uh, with who I'm sharing that with. Um, <laughs> but I definitely, and I think, I don't know, I, I kind of think anyone who's gone through a lot of um, uh, deep challenges can uh, really respond to that dark sense of humor. Um, but there's that. that I really do, um, even when things have been the absolute... Um, bottom for me, I've I, I can i I I'm still able to see some parts of joy that are happening. Like and it doesn't have to be a lot. It can just be like a you know just a flower that's like blooming outside or um you know hearing a song on their radio and feeling a bit happy about that. But um so it's it's that. Um and just I, I don't know. I and the faith part has always been there. Like I think that's um that's not new but I'm more aware of it now um than I was before and um I hold on to it a lot more like it's it guides me more than it was before before it was just there um but now I'm I'm using it uh, more powerfully
0: and and maybe that's what people saw so in your past when people were um, you know, responding to maybe this faith that was sort of shining through—that everything was going to be okay—even when you were struggling on the inside—that could possibly be what they were seeing from you.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean, I, I, I think for the longest for the, like a uh, a long time, pushing through was probably a really appropriate response, um, to what I was going through. Um, and it got me to the other side where. I needed to be um so I don't I don't look back and think oh I should have done things differently I mean I did what I had to do um and it got me to the other side and now um that that I was there I was able to actually then um go deeper and try to uh uh, kind of help myself in a different way um I remember my doctor saying once because I Early on, I said, oh, I don't understand. Like, things seem to be going a lot better now. Why is my body collapsing now of all times? And, and she was like, that's really common that, like, you're in a much safer place than you were, and so you're, like, your body can collapse um, where it wasn't able to do that before. Um, so I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> 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 yeah. but- but I guess your body <laughs> knew
0: you were finally yeah. in a place you were going to listen. You know, the yeah. body was probably giving maybe some signals earlier, but we're, like you said, when you're pushing through to get through the other side of a difficult situation, yeah, it can be tough yeah. to listen to all the little subtle signals. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I have a question for you about this, you know, past over, I guess we're heading up to a year and a half now of this pandemic. And, um, somebody who might be maybe where you were, you know, many years ago when you were struggling on the inside and nobody could see it. What advice would you give to a person who is struggling like that right now?
1: I would say to, to trust yourself, um, to trust what you're feeling is real and that it's okay to feel that way no matter what it is that you're feeling um it's okay to feel awful and terrible that's okay you don't have to um always be happy and looking on the bright side and thinking that um thinking differently just let yourself feel how it's feeling um but at the same time um You don't want to stay there. Um, So it's like, allow yourself to feel that and, um, and trust. So, I mean, I know for me, I I didn't trust how I was feeling a lot um, and that made a difference. So really, and, and I mean, I definitely sound like a broken record sometime, but write it down, (laughs) Uh, write down how you're feeling um, and then um, kind of re-examine that um, and reach out for help. I can't stress that enough either. And professional help, I mean, friends obviously are wonderful. Um, and I got through a lot of this through friends, but for me, I really did need, um, some professional assistance, um, through it. Um, so your idea, like the professional that someone else seeks might be different than who I saw. Um, but, and try different things because what works for one person isn't going to work for another. So just because you saw one family doctor and it didn't work out, don't abandon that idea. Um, but yeah, just really, I think just really trust that what you're feeling is real. Um, yeah, that's and that's
0: great advice. And know, I them. I think what I find most inspiring about your story, and you sort of said it in a way I don't think that I have heard before was that that transition that you went from um, seeking support on the outside and that and, and that built up your resilience in a sense or at least your new view of resilience and then it went inside and then now it's so it was the external resilience through resources yep. helped you build your internal sense of resilience and i just think that is part of like the advice you just said reaching out for help yeah. is not saying you're not resilient and it's not keeping you from becoming resilient, in fact that is what is going to help you build that deep inner sense of resilience, is reaching out to other people
1: Yeah Yeah, absolutely because I think that we're all um, resilient people Like I think that it's inside all of us already, so I don't think that you actually have to um, uh, I don't think you have to get resilient. Um, it's there, but we're not always accessing it. Um, and so by seeking professional assistance in whatever way uh, works for you can help you access it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah that's a great way to put uh, it more. Absolutely. So what is on the horizon now for you and writing? Yeah. Are you working on um, some new works and or things in your community or some writing that is just from you personally?
1: Yeah so I am working on two collaborative projects right now. Um, One of them is called uh, the Male Art Stories Project and so since the pandemic started so march of uh last year 2020 um myself and an artist from north carolina have been collecting pieces of mail art um from around the world um and the mail art is to um kind of demonstrate people's experience of the pandemic and on the piece of mail art there's we've asked to them to include three words or phrases that describe the pandemic to them so it's been great we've received responses from all over the world um and we've been gathering these things up and we're there's a survey at the end of it that we're asking people to complete that goes into more detail about their experience of the pandemic um and then um we're putting it all together and we're writing a book, um, myself and, and Shannon, um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, and it's been really neat to see people around the world, how we're all experiencing the pandemic, very similar, but also differently. Um, so that's been, so that's a fun project. We haven't started the writing yet, but very soon we will, uh, be doing that. Um, and the other collaborative pro- writing project um, I'm doing is called the Connected Stories Project. Um, and this is a project that I started. It was one of the first projects that I, I started actually through Open Sky Stories. Um, and I gathered, uh, I wanted one sentence per person about what beauty means to them. And uh, so I have collected over 100 submissions and I think it's like 11 different countries about beauty and I have all of these sentences and I'm in process of writing a story using all of the sentences um, and it's a way to show that we're connected um, through beauty. Um, oh, those! that's amazing. I world. just,
0: I love that idea um, of con- you're concretely connecting people's sentences um, to show the idea of connection like that's just it's really yeah. really beautiful I have uh, yeah yeah no go ahead
1: <laughs> yeah I'm really excited. <laughs> that's
0: okay just we'll to... just cut that part of... <laughs> oh sorry
1: <laughs> yeah no yeah that's okay no I'm really excited about it I think it's gonna be um it's harder than I thought like I was like oh I'm gonna write it in like a day <laughs> like yeah no um <laughs> um but it's been really it's interesting for me to see the themes that are emerging um, through people's sentences. Um, so beauty, I had a, a strong response from South Africa. Um, and so seeing uh, beauty from South Africa as opposed to, say, New Zealand um, and uh, the UK and Canada, there's differences, but there's definite themes that emerge. Um, so it's been really interesting.
0: Yeah, that's that's really, really fascinating. Yeah, I can't wait to see that I started following you on social media so I can keep up with what you're doing. So um, I encourage listeners as well to please check out um, all of Erica's Open Sky stories. um, And I will put the links in the show notes. Um, as well as checking out the book, Pixie and the Bees. It's available everywhere you can buy books. I noticed it on Amazon. I was reading some of the reviews and there were some lovely reviews of people saying how it was really powerful for them. I know my sister is a, you know, encouraging. She bought a copy for her daughter and is encouraging our family members to get copies as well. So, yeah, Erica, please. I want to thank you so much. Um, I have... Loved having this conversation, and every time I have a conversation, I learn something new about resilience, and today is no different. I love your passion for using writing as a connecting tool, not as well connecting with other people, but also that they can connect with themselves by writing down what they're feeling and your encouragement for people to reach out and get help when they need it, but also to have faith and trust in what they're feeling is just beautiful and is making making the world a better place. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you, this has been yeah. nice. It's been great to chat. Yeah. Thanks so much for the opportunity to
0: Yeah, okay, take care.
1: Thank you, bye.